Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org. Hello, I'm Pastor Norman Thomas. Welcome to today's program. It is important that every man and woman understands that God has a vision for their life. And when you connect to that vision plan, life changes for the better. So you're going to enjoy these teachings today. Stay tuned, and I'll be back after this program. In the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 4 and verse 10, we find an interesting man who makes an interesting statement or an interesting decree before God. This is what we call the prayer of Jabez. And now we use this in our own lives to, to sort of set ourselves in a direction that will lead us into a path of success where the implementation of our vision is concerned. There's so much that we can learn from Jabez as he prayed this prayer to God. I'm glad he did it because it sets a precedence for you and I that you and I also can pray this prayer that Jabez prayed uh, at this time. So let's read it. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible translation. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, All that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil so that it may not hurt me, and God granted his request. God granted his request. Now, what can we learn from Jabez here? What he did, he used what we referred to in a previous session as the law of asking. That's what he did. He used the law of asking. Remember, asking not in the form of begging, not a beggar's ask but a son's ask, an heir's ask. He's asking as an heir, not asking as a beggared. And there's a difference. Because when you ask as an heir, you ask with a degree of knowledge. You know some things. You, you know certain things that, that creates the context of, of your request. And so he is asking with knowledge of God's ability and he's asking with knowledge of his relationship to the Father. And this is how you and I should ask. And so what did he do? He placed a demand on vision. And it's something that you and I should do as well. And we're going to learn from Jabez today concerning how he did it and the different aspects of it. The, the very first thing that I want to emphasize here to you is the blessing that Jabez required. Uh, inquired of. He inquired of the blessing. Now, many times when we approach the concept of vision, we approach it from the basis of natural knowledge and natural understanding. For example, if God speaks to your heart and says to you, for example, I want you to feed the homeless, okay, or to feed the hungry, rather, then one of the very first things we begin doing is analyzing uh, how many hungry people does he want us to feed. 
okay? Then we want to calculate how much food it's going to take to feed that many hungry people. In what way, what form, what method are we going to use to get this done? Are we going to build a feeding center? Are we going to join forces with an already established feeding center? How are we going to do this? So we start thinking practically about this idea, and that's natural from a natural perspective. But what we're going to learn about vision, and hopefully what we are learning about vision, is that you never really should approach it from a natural standpoint. Because there's nothing natural about the vision that God has given you. You say, well, why do you say that? Because, have you noticed that anything God tells you to do, you can't afford it? <laughs> have you noticed that anything that God tells you to get done in the earth, uh, you don't really have enough time to do it? And that you don't really have enough people to join forces with you to help you get it done? So there's nothing natural about anything God tells you to do in terms of a vision. Because it's always going to exceed your natural capabilities. And it should. If it doesn't, you should question it. It should exceed what you're capable of doing within your own strength and within your own ability. And again, if it doesn't exceed your natural strength, you should question it. Because what God gives us to do is beyond our capabilities. Why? Because God wants you to rely not on you, but on him to get this done. He don't want you relying on any natural source to accomplish and to materialize what he has asked you to do. He wants you to rely strictly upon him. And that's where faith comes in. And that's where faith is required because now you're going to have to depend on a source that is not natural. And that's going to be God's word being sown into your heart and you walking out there on that word just like Peter did when he walked on that water. He literally walked on the word of invitation that Jesus gave to him to walk on. And you're going to have to do the same thing if you're going to materialize any, any degree of significance, of kingdom significance in the earth. So, Jabez asked for the blessing. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 10 and verse 22, the Bible makes an interesting statement concerning the blessing. And here's what it says. The blessing, it, the blessing, makes you rich and it adds no sorrow. The blessing maketh rich and adds no sorrow. Now what does that mean? Well first of all let's define the word rich. The word rich means abundantly supplied. So the blessing supplies you. It makes you supplied. The, the blessing empowers you with abundant surplus. And it is absent or it is void of toil. In other words, there's no physical effort that you can do to enhance the blessing. There's nothing you can do in your own strength to make the blessing better than it already is. So another way of putting this is the blessing doesn't need your help. The blessing is capable of producing its results without your physical help. Now that doesn't mean that you just sit there and don't do anything. 
But what it means is you do only what God tells you to do. You do no more and you do no less than what God tells you to do. Here's what happens. When God speaks to you and you go above his instruction, you're going to toil. When God speaks to you and you go below his instructions, you're going to toil. You're going to enter into painful toil and struggle and striving trying to get it done. Because now you're doing it detached from God's ability and detached from his instruction. What you want is the blessing. When God speaks vision to people, one of the first things they want to do, they're trying to get money. I need money to do this, or I need people to do this, or I need some sort of resource to get this done. The resource you need is the blessing. That's what you need. You need the blessing. Because here is what the blessing is. It is God's empowerment upon you, laid upon you, resting heavily upon you to succeed and to prosper and what it is that God has called you to do. That's what the blessing is. It is a supernatural empowerment to succeed. And so when you have the blessing, money that you need will come with the blessing to do what God has commissioned you to do. When you have the blessing, you will attract the right people into your life to assist you to do what God has commissioned you to do. Every resource comes with the blessing. Everything you need comes with the blessing. So more than anything, you need the blessing. More than anything, you need God's blessing upon you, his hand upon you to perform. You want the weight of his ability, the weight of his glory upon your life to perform. And so many people are living without the benefit of the blessing. God doesn't want you living without the blessing. He wants the blessing strong on your life. So one of the things that is very key is confessing and decreeing the blessing over your life. You should do this every day. Father, I thank you for the blessing that is on my life. I thank you that the blessing empowers me to succeed where my vision is concerned. I thank you that the blessing makes me rich, or in other words, it makes me abundantly supplied to do everything you've created me to do. I receive the blessing, I receive it in full, and I receive it in the name of Jesus. This is what you should do. You should decree the blessing and, and begin to develop an awareness and a consciousness of God's blessing upon your life. You say, well, Pastor, why should we do that? Because too often we are decreeing the opposite. We're developing a consciousness of the curse, basically, of the empowerment to fail. People will quickly confess their inabilities before they will their abilities. People will more quickly tell you what's wrong before they will tell you what's right. Why? Because that's how we've been trained to think. And as a result, that's how we've been trained to talk. And then, as a result, that's how we're trained to live. What I'm saying to you is that when you embrace a vision from God, it'll change your life in that it'll change the way you think, it'll change the way you believe, and it'll change the way you live your life. So instead of complaining, instead of moaning and groaning about what's going on and what's bad, began to decree and to declare and to develop an appreciation for God's blessing in your life.
So let's look back at this scripture again that Jabez prayed. We call the prayer of Jabez. And he prayed this prayer in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. He says, the Bible says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, All that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my coast, that thy hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me, and God granted him what he requested. I like that last part. God granted him what he requested. And if God granted Jabez what he requested, God will grant Norman Thomas what he requests. He'll grant what you request. God is no respecter of persons, the Bible says, but he is a respecter of faith. So, notice that Jabez required the blessing. The second thing that he uh, inquired of was enlargement, was enlargement. I'll call this capacity expansion, capacity building. He asked God for a larger capacity. For what purpose? Well, what happens when your capacity is enlarged? You're able not only to hold more, but to process more as well. And so Jabez needed a larger capacity so that he could embrace greater influence where his assignment was concerned. He wasn't asking to be big for big sake. He was asking to be big for the sake of greater influence. And the more influence you have, the more people you're able to reach and the more people you're able to positively impact with the assignment or with the vision that God has given you. Whatever you do, do not lock yourself into small thinking concerning that vision. I know it starts small and it has to start small because it starts in seed form. Anything that begins in God begins as a seed first and is designed to be planted. That word spoken planted into your spirit. But when it grows up, according to the Bible, it becomes the largest thing in the field. Meaning that it becomes the greatest influence in its domain or in its jurisdiction or in its field. So it is God's will that whatever he gives you, whatever he assigns for you to do, that you become the greatest influence in that domain or in that field or in that jurisdiction because of, the, because of the purpose of influence. God wants to reach as many people as possible. He's trying to reach so many people through you. That's why vision is, that's why there is vision. That's why God will even give you vision because it's connected to people that he's trying to reach through your life, you see. So he he asks for more territory. He asks for a stretching of his tent, so to speak, an enlargement of his capacity. Now, I'm going to tell you that many times people have difficulty embracing an enlarged capacity because they want to keep doing things the same way. And you don't grow that way. Now, I'm, I'm an advocate of the idea that if something works, why well, fix it? But if it's not working, it needs to be fixed or it needs to be totally thrown away and something else needs to be implemented. In other words, enlargement does not happen by accident. 
It happens by design. It happens on purpose. And it happens as a result of a man or woman being willing to do something different than what they are accustomed to doing. And so the enlargement that Jabez prayed for represented limitless and boundless impact. In other words, there are no limits on what I'm willing to do for God. There are no limits on what I believe that God is willing to do through me. In other words, I don't believe that God has called me just for a limited uh, portion of society or just to a limited geographical outline. I believe that my heart should remain open to whatever God wants to do. So if he wants to use me to reach these people, these people, these people, or whatever groups of people or, or, or segments of society that God has for me, I want to be open to that. I want to be used by God to reach whomever that he desires. Now, what is that going to do? It's going to require me to make some changes. It's going to require me to make the necessary adjustments in order to effectively reach more people. But through God and the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you access to those changes, access to everything you need to make those necessary changes to reach the people that he desires for you to reach and to go wherever he desires for you to go. So don't place boundaries and limitations on God concerning what he's able to do in your life. It is a limitless, boundless impact. But it starts with your thinking. Enlarged capacity does not happen without transformative thinking. Your mind has to change. Your mind has to grow. Your thoughts have to grow. Your thoughts have to be enhanced. Because it's impossible for God to take you somewhere you can't think. It's impossible for him to, for you to embrace something that God has for you that's bigger than what your mind is able to conceive. And the way, again, that this happens is through first a word from God that comes to you that expands your mind, that expands your thinking. That's why the word of God is so critical, because your thinking remains the same until you're introduced to it. Your thinking does not grow until the word gets inside there and expands that, that mind capacity for you to receive from God. And so if your capacity to reach more people is going to grow and be increased, you're going to have to receive the word of God in your heart to change the way you think, to expand your thoughts so that your thoughts and your thinking are more compatible to that of God. The other thing that Jabez prayed for here was protection, divine protection. It is the undeserving defense of God for you. It's your inheritance. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve any of this. None of us do. But God has so graciously decided to give it to us at our request for the purpose of the vision, for the purpose of the assignment that he has put on your life. It's time for you to pray this prayer that Jabez prayed to receive an enlargement, to receive the blessing, and to receive this divine protection that God has ready for your life. Well, my time with you is almost over. And, you know, I, I really enjoy engaging people who are not Christians. 
And I hope that there are some of you watching this program, and even some of you that are Christians that have not really been connected lately. Well, what we try to do is teach the word in a way that helps you to connect back with God so that you can jumpstart your life again and start handling those dreams and the visions that God has, that only God can, can see on the inside of you. Well, the only way that we're able to do this is by embracing the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ. And, and, and for this purpose, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to restore us back to his original ideas and to his original plans for us and of us. And that's why we accept Jesus. Not that we escape hell. Not, we don't do it for the purpose of escaping hell and so that we can live with God forever. That's going to happen. That's for sure. But that's not the reason we get born again. As you have heard in this teaching today, the reason we get born again is so that we can connect with the assignment and with the purpose that God has given us to be on this earth. We're here for a reason. We didn't just get dropped here arbitrarily. It was planned by God, according to Jeremiah chapter 1, starting in verse 4. It was prearranged. It was planned. I showed you the scriptures today in Ephesians 2.10. It was prearranged and it was planned that we come together for this particular time you were born for now. Why? Because there are problems now. You carry those solutions, but you have to solve your first problem, the internal one, which is us, you, me, the need for a redeemer, to restore us, to change our minds, to create a new identity in terms of who we are. Pray this with me. Father, I surrender to you right now. I ask you to come into my life. Live your life through me. I receive your forgiveness of sin. And I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior of my life. Until next time, this is Dr. Norman saying, keep walking. If you have enjoyed this time with Dr. Thomas, visit us online at normanthomas.org for more extended versions of these teachings. You may also learn where Dr. Thomas will be speaking at a location near you. Until next time, keep walking by faith.